this session of Look at the Book, I just want to focus on verse 15, even though 13 and 14 are very interesting and controversial. We'll do those at another time. Verse 15, and I want to pose the question, what do you do if you run up against a text that just absolutely baffles you? And if you look at any commentaries, there are dozens of different interpretations. And you want to throw up your hands. That's what we have here. And I want to say, now, what do you do? And I'm going to show you how you can look for a plausible interpretation and then see if anybody else holds it so that you're not a wacko for believing it all by yourself. And then uh, see whether or not it sheds light on what you're concerned about. Father, parts of your word, even Peter said, are puzzling to us. And I pray that the, the very fact that you would inspire puzzling texts would humble us but not daunt us or keep us from digging and probing and hoping to find treasures. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul is dealing with uh, whether uh, women should teach or have authority in the church. And For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. We can talk about that another time. Uh, she was deceived as the direct uh, conversation partner with the uh, serpent, Adam joined her in the deception, and there's significant implications there that Satan would target the woman as his conversation partner and force her into the the uh, lead position, and that may be as significant as the fact that she was the first one to be deceived. But that's that's for another time. Yet, though she was deceived. Yet, she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. So first notice that she is Eve here, and they is woman. And so she is being conceived of as uh, Eve standing in the place of woman at the very beginning, just like Adam did. But the big question that nobody seems to have a compelling answer for is she will be saved through childbearing. And some try to make this mean the bearing of the child of Jesus, and that seems so remote that Paul would refer to the glorious incarnation of the Son of God as mere childbearing. And he also uses the verb form of this as one other place for the ordinary bearing of children. So let me suggest this. When you see saved through, you can go looking for the other places where Paul used saved through. And there is one that is unusually provocative. I, I did... Uh, include Genesis 3.16 here, just so you can see something. God says, after the deception, to the woman, God said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. So, childbearing has the role of the point or the place where pain and the the curse of God, God's, God's curse on the serpent, then curse on Adam, and then curse on Eve. The place where that curse touches her 
is in her childbearing. So childbearing feels like, in its fallen, painful condition, part of the, the threat to her. Now, 1 Corinthians 3.15 is where saved through occurs. If anyone's work, now this is talking about the final judgment, if anyone's work is burned up, he will be, he will suffer loss. He's talking about genuine Christians here. If any, if any genuine Christians work, and that is his, his teaching that has been amiss, hasn't got all of his teaching right. If his work has been burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved but only as through fire. Now, there's an example of Paul's understanding of a salvation that happens not through in the sense of by means of, like through faith in Ephesians 2. Saved through faith would mean faith is the instrument that um, connects us with Christ and does the saving work then, but Saving here is through fire, namely in spite of fire, right? Through fire as though fire were an obstacle to salvation, but you're going to get through it. Now that, I think, sheds real plausible light on what Paul may mean here. She will be saved through, meaning in spite of this fiery trial of childbirth, which has now become so painful and is part of her judgment. Does that make sense? If, if you understand childbearing here as a painful experience that has become painful because of the curse of uh, Adam and Eve under the fall, then through that childbearing becomes like through fire, through the fiery trial, through the obstacle to her salvation, and she's going to make it. And then all of this, faith, love, holiness, self-control, is simply ordinary pathway that all men and women must take in order to come to eternal life and to salvation. We must believe, we must love, that holiness, must, that love must yield holiness and, and part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In that holiness is self-control. So there's nothing unusual here that's unique to women. That's just ordinary pathway to life. What's unique here is childbearing is feels to, to a woman who understands Genesis 3 and the nature of the pain in it as being part of God's curse may feel like God is against me. And Paul is saying, no, you will be saved through it in spite of it. If you just are a Christian trusting Christ, childbearing and all of its participation in the curse won't be an obstacle to your salvation. Now, so I go poking around, and I find Henry Alford, <laughs> a century, over a century ago. And here's what Alford says on the connection between 1 Corinthians 3.15, saved through fire, and 1 Timothy 2.15, saved through childbearing. He says, just as that man whose works are burned up and he gets saved through fire, just as that man should be saved through 
as passing through fire, which is his trial, his hindrance in his way, in spite of which he escapes, so she shall be saved through as passing through her childbearing, which is her trial, her curse from Genesis 3, her not means of salvation, but through a hindrance of salvation on the way to it. So while I don't want to presume among all the great people who have made an attempt to understand verse 15 of 1 Timothy 2, that this is the final word. That would be my understanding, and I find it very helpful, very illuminating, not nearly as far-fetched as some of the others you read about. So let me just say it again. Uh, Eve was deceived and became a transgressor, and she and Adam together fell under God's curse. And Paul wants to say, nevertheless, she will be saved. Let no woman think that she's in any kind of special cursed position because of this curse that's on her childbearing. She will be saved through the pain of childbearing that is a participation in the fall, in the curse, if she simply continues in faith and all the fruits that come from it like every other Christian.